give me the placid dawn with plenty of tailing fish. And the perfect fly rod. Yeah. And get ready for some magic. What an awesome piece, man. I got one. Oh, damn, I got him. I got him. I got him. Join Bonefish and Tarpon Trust. Nice fish. And help make sure that the magic never ends. Visit tarbone.org to find out how you can help. Good Monday evening, everybody. Welcome to the Monday Night Kickoff Show. I am your host, Charles Levi, joined, as always, by my uh, co-host, Mr. Happy Vidal. What's up, brother? Hey, man. How you doing? Good Monday evening to everybody. Fresh off his second place finish at the uh, Tropic Bay Kite Fishing Classic uh, Tournament here in Titusville. Congratulations on that, brother. Two weekends in a row, it seems, with uh, good results. Yeah, yeah, that's not about yeah, right. That's I'll take that any day. <laughs> <laughs> cool, and uh, we'll get we're going to get into that here in just a second. And I also want to thank uh, Mr. Rob Devore for joining us. Hey, good evening. You got the me? man, the myth, the man, the myth, the legend himself, the filmmaker extraordinaire. Rob is nah. back. You you got me? Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, gotcha. Stop, stop, dude. Stop. Just, I'm still just Rob. <laughs> Rob is the 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 video making pro staffers pro staff. <laughs> nay, 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 nay. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us, brother. And uh, we got somebody else here on the line from nine seven one. I'll get to you in just a second. Um. So tonight's show, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about fishing right off the bat, and then we're going to jump right into the topic at hand that seems to come up every two, three, four days, sometimes it's a couple of weeks at a time, and you'll see somebody post up something about pro staff this or pro staff that or, you know, whatever. So uh, we'll talk a little bit about it. We'll get some uh, some different uh, views on the topic, which will be interesting. Uh, we've got some guys that are going to chime in that, either are or aren't on board with pro staffs, don't care about pro staffs either way, and that's cool. Um, we're just going to try and dispel some myths and maybe help some folks along the way that are uh, hashtagging themselves into uh, history, I guess. So um, I guess that's a good way to put it. Uh, but real quick, uh, Peppy, why don't you go ahead and give us a quick rundown, man, of the tournament. All right. Uh, yeah, this week we fished the Kayak Fishing Classic, which was uh, in Mosquito Lagoon. Um, they started out, uh, Wade and I, pretty much, you know, we've been fishing the Kayak Fishing Classic together. Pretty much we fish in the same area as me and him together. We stick it out pretty much together where we fish. And and we, stuck, we you know, we went over to Mosquito Lagoon, did our thing, uh, launched over, no secret, launched over in BK-42. And uh, headed out that way, and sure enough, it was slick calm on Saturday. You could not ask for a better morning as far as how the weather was. It was great. And Wade and I got on fish right away. I mean, right away, me and Wade and I were on fish. We were on schools on red schools of redfish. But you know what? I noticed as soon as I started casting to these fish, these fish were the most skittish fish that I have ever seen. I mean. The line, you would be casting your line, and they would already be moving. 
because they, they would any little movement will get them going. So um, so it was kind of tricky to get these fish to eat. I got I must have thrown that probably like about a at least at least I would say at least thirty or forty redfish I threw at all day long, and most of them were not. Most of them were three or four fish altogether, and most of them were overslot fish. And I got I did catch them. I did catch some fish, though. I did catch, I caught six redfish in, in the day. So I did catch some, but, I mean, they were hard to catch. You had to put that, that bait, you, you had to put it in their mouth pretty much because they saw the line, they were gone. And um, I caught a 31 and a 28-inch redfish with my two biggest reds. And then I had to catch, it was two redfish, two trout tournaments. Ended up catching two trout. Uh, one was 17.9, the other one 17. So, you know, I tried to upgrade my trout all day long. I couldn't get any big trout to eat. That's the way it works. But still, you know, I had a good day. Justin Ritchie um, ended up winning the tournament, which congrats to him. He had a, he had a great day also. He had, he had four nice fish, four really nice fish, and he did his thing. He, uh, and he ended up winning it. Wade. Wade did real well also. Wade came in fourth place, and Wade did – Really good also. Wade caught a personal best 30-inch redfish, 30-inch uh, trout, 30-inch trout. His redfish was the first fish of the day that he caught, which he caught a 31-inch redfish, took the picture, uh, revived the fish, let it go, the whole thing, and next thing you know, about 10 minutes later, I'm sitting there in my kayak, and I can hear Wade cussing. And I'm going, what the heck is he cussing about? And, all, and I and that it just popped in my mind. I started thinking that. And sure enough, Wade turns around and says, I forgot to put the token in the picture. <laughs> so so uh, Wade ended up, Wade would have, with that 31-inch redfish, Wade would have won. He would have won the tournament. But uh, yeah. that's the way it goes. You know, it's one of those things. It's that tournament fishing, man. You know, it, it, everything's got to be right. You, you can't forget anything, like you said. Like Wade now, I hope in the future he does what I do, which we were talking about it, Chuck. I put that binder clip on my board. Put yep. the token right on it. So it's there. <laughs> so Yeah, you, you know, it's it's funny because when I – think, I think it was you, me and you were talking on the phone or something like that, and you told me about it. And I was like, man, I, I feel his pain because at the Emily event last year, I threw that one trout back and forgot about the, the – uh, the token in the picture for that one too. So it happens. I mean, you know, it's not to everybody, but I mean, it happens and you know, it you happens. live and learn and you, you figure it out. Yep. Yep. And, and, uh, Andrew, Drew Mixon came in fifth place, which he, he did good also. And Greg Berry came in sixth place. So all yep. in all, as far as, as far as space goes, anglers, we did, did really well. You know, five out of the six spots were, were were hometown hometown boys, you know, pretty much. So it was it was actually a pretty good tournament, pretty good tournament for us for, for the guys from the area. Sound sounded like it. Uh, real quick, we got a bunch of guests in the chat room tonight, as expected with this topic we're about to bring up. Uh, if you guys want to join the conversation in the chat room, you can log in using either your Facebook account or Twitter account. Um, you can join in the conversation there. If you guys don't have uh, Either one of those, feel free to uh, give us a shout here on the lines. It's 714-816-4727. I'm expecting this to be kind of a busy show tonight. We've got a couple of guests here to get to. Um, 
And uh, but yeah, give us a shout. We'll, we'll do our best to get to you as, as quick as we can. Uh, real quick, I'm going to go over to <clears throat> Rob Devore since we're already. Yeah. I mean, the, the phone lines are filling up pretty quick. Go over to Mr. Rob, a bad backcast Devore, and talk to Rob a little bit about uh, about your experiences in the uh, in the game and what you do. Okay. Um, well, as you know, that uh, some of the, sometimes this uh, uh, filmmaking stuff can be kind of expensive uh, at times, you know. So it takes some money to actually get out and do it. Not a whole lot, but some, you know. And uh, in order to get out and do films and uh, some of the things that that we like to do, um, you know, we look to sponsors, you know, gear providers, uh, kayak manufacturers, uh, lure companies, and things of that nature. A lot of folks are really good about giving us gear, but it's really hard to, you know, um, uh, you know, lures and 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 plastic and paddles and stuff like that, you know, you can't eat that stuff. So um, it's a, sometimes it's difficult to get people to, you know, believe in you or believe in what you're doing in order to, uh, you know, actually give you some money. The other thing is, is one thing that people don't understand is that for things like that, um, a lot of companies, their budgets are gone by, you know, their their budgets for the year for that sort of thing, you know, promotional uh, items and uh, the sort of things that we do, that it's gone by, by Valentine's Day, you know. Everybody's out of money by Valentine's Day pretty much. Um, so you got to kind of strike while the iron's hot, so to speak. But, um, you know, it's still possible. Um, we made everyday push for under a 1000 bucks, you know, and it was – it came out decent, you know, so it's not all about the money, but uh, money does definitely help in regards to the sort of stuff that, that I do. Are you still there, Chuck? Yeah, sorry, brother. I was trying to screen the call. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that's okay. Feel free to jump in anytime. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's what happens, man, when – like you know, I don't have Alan anymore. Alan, when he was here, he was he was a guy always screening calls and stuff. So it uh, it yeah. made it really easy. I just had to look down and see yeah. who was calling in. Now I got to do it myself. So it's uh, you know, I gotta like while it sounds like you're going to talk for a little bit, I jump in there and try <laughs> try and screen a couple calls. I do it. I do it to Peppy all the time. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. and I sit here now and I and I didn't answer Rob because I'm here having trouble trying to log into the into the chat room, so it's like I'm trying to fight with this thing here, trying to log in too. <laughs> Rob, I was just talking was your, to myself. What was, uh, no, what was your question, brother? I'm sorry. No, no, no. I was just telling you some of the stuff that I run into, uh, you know, doing what I do, and, you know, I'm not necessarily an angler, so to speak, but, you know, we want to do things for, you know, companies that represent anglers and, um, you know, gear providers and, lure manufacturers and, you know, kayak makers and that sort of thing. So, um, you know, and there's been some really, really good folks out there that really do believe in what I'm doing and, you know, some of the stuff that that we do, the stuff that we like to do. So, um, and many thanks to them, you know, because that's what really helps me keep doing what I'm doing. Right. So 
But, but see, like this is a good. This is I'm glad you called, Dan, because this is a good point. So basically, there's I, I would I would say in this industry there's probably three, maybe four different levels of sponsorship, quote unquote, uh, pro staff, whatever you want to call it. Usually you have some sort of a promotional staff, then you have uh, maybe some ambassadors of, of of your brand, and then you have a sponsor package that you might would sponsor an event, say like a tournament or a video, like what you're doing, where um, perhaps there's a different level of, of gear or a different level of uh, financial uh, help that's given in, in that case. Um, so but that, I think that's the thing that a lot of folks don't understand is that there's different levels to this. It's not, it's not hey, give me some free stuff. You know, oh, I, ca- I caught right. a redfish yesterday. I just bought a kayak two weeks ago, and I like to fish. So give me some free stuff. It, it doesn't really work that way. It's, it's, you know, uh, and it goes, if it you goes talk- the same way with, it goes the same way with us. I mean, you know, um, you know, using a, a certain bait. You know, I mean, if a if a if somebody gives me gives me a a bunch of baits to use in the in our in our video. We're going to use them, you know, but, you know, yeah. we're not going to use, you know, just them, you know. Uh, and we have, you know, it's the same thing with us, you know. I mean, uh, products get placed in our films more, uh, you know, depending on, you know, what what people decide to do with us, you know, their their level of investment and their level of, you know, what they do. And and we're thankful for everybody that, that helps us out, you know, no matter how big or how small, you know. It's, it doesn't have anything to do with that. Right. Well, I mean, and it's like an I was opportunity. saying, I mean, we, we, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say it's an opportunity for the manufacturer to, when, whenever they do either a sponsorship role with, let's say, a creative project like your like your videos, or if they hook up with somebody like myself or with Peppy or any of the other anglers that are out there that are that are uh, on board with different teams, it's an opportunity for them to be able to uh, use advertising dollars in a sense that. Look, if if say Peppy for instance has, you know, three thousand friends on Facebook or whatever, and they all just happen to be fishermen, he's reaching a target demographic every time he posts a post on Facebook regarding that particular product. So uh, it's a good way for them to to in a lot of circumstances um, advertise without having to spend the big dollars to purchase an ad spot. In, on on either Facebook or like a uh, a magazine or or uh, you know in a catalog where they're trying to buy a one page ad or whatever the case may be, um, so it, it's 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 not as cut and dry as as a lot of folks I think perceive it to be. And then the other the other side of the coin, from an angler standpoint, who, who's not going after it for uh, for a uh, a project like yours, which gives them a lot more exposure, obviously. Um, one of the things that I think that a lot of guys run into nowadays is that these companies, you got delicious these companies, the companies are so hammered with uh, requests nowadays for pro staff this and pro staff that, that, no. I mean, I can't even, we're going to bring on a gentleman by the name of Scott, who's with Morantz here in just a second. And uh, I'm curious to see an average number of, uh, of requests that they get, you know, on a month or on a, on a yearly basis for, for sponsorship, ad, uh, sponsorship 
sponsor pro staff this or pro staff, whatever the case would be. But, um, you know, it's, it's interesting though, Rob, I mean, you're selling, you're selling a product, right? For what you do, you're selling an actual product. You're giving an, an ad, basically, uh, uh, a logoed ad space kind of a thing in your video and also to product placement. Whereas yes. the average fisherman is looking for goods. I mean, not, you know, not to, not to, uh, not to sugarcoat it, I guess, but you know, the average guy who, who who's getting into it, who doesn't know much about it is looking for a handout. Whereas, and thinks that that's how it kind of works. Like, Thanks for the free stuff, like you know. Whereas yeah. you understand, you understand the side of the business to where, you know, if you get a guy who's giving you two grand, right, they're going to get a little bit more film time than the guy who's going to give you, you know, a dozen packs of plastics. But that's just the way it is, right. and that's the way that this industry works. Sure. So, yeah. But also, so that's you, interesting. To, you know, the other thing that you know, I mean, I'll actually, you know, I'll ask them, you know. You know, what sort of product placement are you looking for, you know, for this sort of, you know, and I'll, and I'll get with with whoever. And, you know, and some guys are great about it, man. They're, they're saying, you know, hey, you know, if you could just put this, this, and this in there in a certain, you know, this this sort of way and show this, then that's what we're we're kind of looking, you know, to do. And and I'm good with that. I'm, I'm open to suggestions for that sort of thing, you know, of course, I don't want somebody, you know, trying to tell me how to make the movie or something like that. But, you know, in, in uh-huh. regards to their products and how they want them showed, shown, showed, hey, look at me. Hey. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, um, you know, it's always good to, uh, you know, I always try to, to ask them, you know, kind of what they're looking for. Right. Yeah. Well, I, and, and I mean, that, that's, that, that makes sense. And that's exactly the way that I think. Uh, when you approach a particular brand, especially for what you do, um, that's the best way to go about doing it. I mean, just offer them a different level or, or what have you for your, for your videos and explain to them your project. And I mean, especially now, now let's be frank after having the success that you just recently had with the, um, the film tour, uh, the paddling film tour festival, I would venture to say that going forward, it's going to be a little bit easier on you to find help. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It has definitely opened some doors. Um, and, you know, when, it, you know, to me, it's a big deal. I mean, it's something that, uh, on one hand, I kind of, you know, knew that the Everyday Push was kind of a special type of, you know, Mike is this very special person and his story is fantastic and, you know, I kind of knew that if I could just get that out there for for the people to see it, you know, that that it would it would be it would do well. But I, you know, again, it was I wasn't sure because it was long, and you know, I, I didn't I wasn't sure how how they would you know if they would go for it being that long, you know. Right. But uh, no, it was a, it was a it definitely helped out a lot. You know, uh, people kind of believe in you a little bit more. You know, and and I kind of it kind of you know, it helps me believe in myself a little bit more, too, because it's, you know, when you do something like that and it's like, you know, your family and all your friends, of course they're going to tell you, you know, that you did a good job and and they like it and all that stuff. And, and it's not that, you know, you don't believe that sort of stuff because you do, but, you know, your friends are hardly going to tell you at a movie premiere that, you know, that yeah, it was okay, you know, <laughs> or something like that, you know. And then, the dis- you know, the you get it out there, get- you know. 
yeah, Mike's friends and all of that stuff. And then, you know, of course, they're all going to like it too because, you know, they're Mike's buddy and all that stuff. But then when you get it out in front of a bunch of people that don't know anybody, you know, that don't know us, that don't know Mike, that don't know, you know, and they and they love it, it's, it's fantastic. It's a fantastic feeling. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, I'm sure all the sponsors sorry, are super stoked. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure all but the sponsors we're not, are uh, I'm not trying to hijack your show or anything like that. I just kind of wanted to give you no, a little bit absolutely of like, not. No, perspective on yeah, it's a good it's it's a good thing that you called in, man, because it's it is completely different. I mean, you're there's guys out there right now that are that might be listening to the show that are thinking about doing their own small little film projects and stuff, and maybe they can benefit from the information that you just threw out there. That look, it's it's hard, you know, you you got to figure out what levels uh, you're trying to attack and everything else, and um, but you know, it's all part of it. I mean, and, and it's funny because there's 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 folks like like Drew Mixon, who's with us now. Drew, are you there? I am. I'm here. All right. See, so there's guys like Drew who fish like 500,000 tournaments a year, and uh, and he he has, he fishes more tournaments than Peppy does. Uh, he he wow. fishes so oh, many, tournaments, but he's got a lot of he has a lot hey. of assistance from manufacturers. He gets a lot of a lot of sponsor help. So um, I, I don't think anybody out there fishes as many tournaments as Drew does. To tell you the truth. <laughs> Well, I think, I think one, so. of the, one of the things about Drew that I, I just recently found out, and I didn't, and I didn't really know about him. Um, I say recently, probably a couple months ago, but uh, Drew used to fish the uh, the Kingfish uh, tournament series offshore. So, I mean, you're talking big money sponsors in that in that whole realm. Forget about the fact that you know now he's fishing mainly kayak stuff, and he used to fish the IFA in in, in a boat, and he also would fish the IFA in the kayak in the same weekend, and I mean, you're talking about a pretty hefty investment to go around and fish all these different tournaments. And I know Drew from talking with him, and, and I'll let him speak here uh, on it. I know that he uh, really relies heavily on on his sponsor uh, sponsorship help. Right, Drew? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it's a two-way street. It's definitely a, um, you know, relationship, but um, – to, uh, to fish as many tournaments as, uh, as we do a year now, and then, you know, having done it for so many years, you, you really can't do it without, um, you know, without some manufacturer support. Well, there you go. And, uh, and so speaking of manufacturers and sponsors and such, we have a representative on board here who's, uh, who Drew actually lined up. Appreciate that, Drew. Um, you want to go ahead and introduce him? Yeah, sure. Um, uh, we, I've, I've been talking about it the last couple of weeks. Um, we've got um, – the pro staff and sales manager with uh, Navico, and the Navico companies are, as you mentioned, Lawrence, uh, Simrad, and B&G. So um, uh, Scott is the uh, is the manager that takes care of all of the pro staff. So if there's anybody that knows at the top level um, what the expectations are in order to put together a package to be able to send to a company, if you're looking for um, you know some sort of pro staffery or um, or sponsorship. Um, Scott's seen it day in and day out, and also what the expectations are as far as um, as what you need to be looking for at those different levels. Everything from your um, your social media type of um, uh, uh, promotional staff person all the way up to the um, you know the paid professionals as well. This is something that he does you know five days a week, 365 days a year. Uh, uh, Scott uh, Scott Fordyce, he's the pro staff and sales manager with Navico. Scott, welcome hey guys, to Kai thanks for radio, thanks. buddy. Thank you. Thanks for having me. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Very interested to uh, to hear from you, man. When Drew told me he was going to line you up, I was pretty excited about uh, the opportunity to be able to talk to you and then also to just pick your brain and kind of, as, as Drew was just saying, uh, figure out from your side of the business because obviously at that level, I mean, you guys probably get an unheard of amount of uh, requests per week, per month, I would imagine. Uh, we do, yeah. Typically a day doesn't go by where I'm not hearing from somebody in some corner of the country. And, you know, our, our division of the country is uh, North America. And so U.S. and Canada, I oversee the team of pro staff. And the way we're set up is I oversee the program, and that's what we pay guys, how we communicate, how we train, um, what we offer our pro staff uh, in discounts with our products, discounts with um, some of our sister companies, clothing, um, you know, all that fun stuff. I oversee that program, and then we've got a team of about 20 sales guys across North America. They manage their territories and the pro staff that reside within that territory. So it's a, it's a big – we have uh, – we just crossed 500 pro staff on our team so it's a wow. it's a it's a a big group. As I say, it's like herding cats. Everybody's running in a different direction, um, but a, <laughs> a fun challenge with a, a good group of guys that we uh, that we work with. And that's pretty awesome. Uh, and and obviously, us being kayak fishing radio, the kayak industry as a whole has blown up over the last couple of years. And I don't think that there's any secret to the fact that it's probably one of the fastest growing forms of outdoor recreational sports that's out there now. Um, how has how has the kayak fishing community uh, approached you guys? I mean, have you have you seen an increase in guys who strictly kayak fish that are looking to get on board? Uh, we have indeed, absolutely. Um, you know, smart marketers have come to us and said, "Look at the numbers. Look what kayak fishing is doing. You know, here's how many tournaments I'm fishing. Here's the organizations that I'm I'm closely tied in with." And we have, we have picked up some pro staffers that are um, well-connected in the community. Um, we've got some guys that are working to create tournaments in support with, uh, with Lawrence. And absolutely, we, we understand how quickly the sport is growing. We want to – I mean, if you think about it, if you've got, you know, from a, from a boating standpoint with the, the price of fuel, Kayak fishing is a great way for guys to get started, and when they pick their first fish finder, their first chart plotter, um, we want to be right in front of them. And so it makes good sense for us to work with pro staff that are, uh, are very involved in kayak fishing. Well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna toot his horn too much here, but I will tell you that uh, anytime somebody posts something up on whether it's the Hobie fishing forums or the Hobie Facebook page. Um, I always see Drew pop in there and kind of give us two cents on the Lawrence products. And, you know, it's, it's a pretty good partnership that you guys have going with them anyhow. I mean, I think, I think that was probably one of the, the smartest decisions as far as electronics company can do is to partner up with a big company like Toby as well. Yeah, a- absolutely. Absolutely. So cool. Um, you know, I think one of the things that we, that we encounter quite a bit in this industry is, especially guys who may or may not already be involved in, in pro staff and that kind of stuff um, is the, I think, all right, no sugarcoating tonight. Right. So (laughs) some folks have a problem with folks that are brand new to the sport, right. Who, who sometimes feel 
not entitled, but feel like, hey, I can do that too. And there's no problem with that, and that's fine. But I think that what needs to be understood is there, there truly should be uh, – you should almost have to build or you should almost build somewhat of a rep, uh, resume. Would you, would you agree? Uh, I would agree um, to a degree. And, and what, what I mean by that is that I have had, I've had some prestigious anglers come to me and say, you want your logo on my jersey? Here's what it's going to take. Um, <laughs> my quick answer – our, our company's quick answer is no thanks. If it's all about you and it's not a right. two-way street, as Drew said earlier, um, right. we want it to be a true partnership. It needs to be good for Navico, for Lawrence. Um, it also needs to be good for you. And when, right. when I see guys in the marketplace, they provide a resume, they get in contact with me and say, look at me, I'm amazing. There's a balance between accomplishment and marketing savvy. Um, and what I, what I mean by that is there's a lot of guys that are great self-promoters. Um, I, I don't need any more of those. I need the guys that can deflect the attention and say, wow, I just won a tournament thanks in part to these companies. And, man, I won it with my Laurent structure scan. I won it with um, this rod, reel, or bait. And Absolutely. It's, it's the guys – I. I've got some guys that you've never heard of on the tournament circuit before that are such great marketers. I'll take them every day of the week over professional anglers. Right. And I and think so, but what, so, I think what I go ahead, I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I think what I was what I was trying to say, I guess I didn't really say it right, was um you know, it's almost it's being involved with a big manufacturer, say like yourself or like with Hobie or with Native or any of the big companies, what I think a lot of guys don't realize is it's almost like having a second job to do it properly, right? Drew and I talked about this yeah, before. There, there's no doubt about that, Chuck. I, I probably spend easily 30 hours a week on, on social media, uh, answering emails, Trying to, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll look for the search words for my sponsors. Lawrence is one of those. Lawrence is one of the ones that I'm very proud to say that um, I'll pick up the, um, uh, the, the manuals for, for a model that I won't have, and I'll try to learn at least the basics about that piece of equipment. I'll spend time every week looking for questions that I can purposely answer because somebody wasn't able to get through to customer service or there's a simple thing that they're not able to do, you know, something like that. I, I, it's, it's at least 30 hours a week that I spend with, um, with the, the intentions of promoting my sponsor's products or helping someone who already has the product or has a question between two different manufacturers where my, my, you know, my sponsor is one of those manufacturers trying to, you know, to, to, um, uh, to, to push them in the direction of that particular product, at least, at least 30 hours a week every single week. Yeah, and it's fair to say that it's a, you know, it's a part-time job. I, I will admit the majority of our guys do have full-time jobs outside of the marine industry doing what they need to do to pay the bills. For most guys, this is a fun hobby. Um, absolutely, there's some pay in it. Most of these guys would be doing it even if they weren't paid. And right. uh, of the 500 guys we have, everybody wears a slightly different hat. You've got some that are more the celebrity side of things, but, man, when they do a seminar, they fill those seats. Other guys right. are the worker bees that will work boat shows, They'll go into retailers and they'll help us when we need to refresh 
uh, new display products, training for the, the sales folks, and so a lot of different hats that our pro staffers wear, but absolutely it's, uh, it's like having a part-time job. You know, and, and that's one of the things, I'll be the first one to say it, and, and I'll let Pepe get his, his word in here too. Um, that's one of the things that I noticed when I first started in the world of fishing, if you want to call it that, as far as uh, getting involved and helping out manufacturers of products that I really, really liked a lot, was, wow, uh, there's a lot more work to this than I originally anticipated. And you know what, after, after now having done this for, you know, 10 plus years, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, and that's the thing, if, if you go into it understanding what you're getting yourself into, um, in any, with any manufacturer, I mean, from the bottom level of just hooks all the way up to you guys with like, uh, with, uh, GPS as fish finders, that kind of thing. And then also to the, the, the kayaks or the boats themselves. Um, if you, if you go into it, understanding that it is going to be somewhat of a part-time job to be able to do this, you have to have an online presence. You have to help to, uh, as you said, uh, you know, drive business to the brands that you're, that you're representing. I mean, that's, at the end of the day, that's really what your job is. A pro, a pro staff is basically a promotional staffer who's who's out there in the field and who because you can't have a rep everywhere who who is whose sole responsibility basically is to help the bottom line of the company and give uh, give a good um, I guess a good uh, public view of of what they're all about. So if that made any sense, so um, yeah, a good example is if you go to iCast, right, you, you walk to iCast, you go, walk through iCast, you go to the booth, and almost always there's a couple of pro staff guys that are helping to work a booth at iCast. And you talk to the guys, and it's a little bit more personable when you talk to a guy who, you know, does what you do. He fishes, and that's what he does. And he's not the guy sitting behind the desk pushing the papers for the company or the guy who's usually at the, at the same booth, if that makes sense. Because now you're talking to a guy who does the same thing that you do on a day in and day out basis, and they can explain the product a little bit easier to me, to to the to the general public, I think too, because they're using it every single day in the same application in which you're looking to use it as well. So no, that, that's pretty cool, man. I'm I'm glad that you uh, that you that you said that because uh, 500 people to manage, I couldn't even imagine how any of these smaller brands manage 10 to 15 guys. 500 is absolutely incre- incredible. Well, and you know, I, I think it's um, it, it speaks highly to our company that this in the past pro staff was managed by various people as part of their position, but it was kind of a hey, why don't you manage pro staff for a little bit? So Navico made a big commitment, and actually, you know, I had been a, a full time sales guy, and 75% of my time is now managing the pro staff program in this team and making sure they're getting great communication because in the past did 20 sales guys, everybody trained a little bit differently, some better than others, some communicated better, and what you had were some guys that were well-informed, some guys that weren't. And so it is, it's, you know, we have a very big budget to manage our pro staff every year, and we've really, we've seen the value in it, in finding the right people, investing in them, training them, um, you know, giving them, as silly as it sounds, the marching orders of, here's what we need from you, when you're at a show, here's what we need in support of tournaments. Here's what we need when you walk through a retail store door. And we're really being intentional in how we define that information and hopefully giving the guys uh, enough information to be dangerous out there in the field for us. 
Very cool. Very cool. Well, man, I know you're short on time tonight, but I definitely appreciate you giving us a shout. And one night, whenever you get some more time, why don't you give us a call back and we can uh, just talk about the products themselves. That would be terrific. I appreciate you guys having me tonight. Absolutely, man. Thanks a lot, Scott. All right. Thanks, guys. Cool. Well, and and that's the thing. I mean, you, you get to, you don't always get to hear from, from somebody who's, you know, in the know, you know, or somebody who that's what, that's his job is to make sure that you uh, make sure that the, the pro team kind of runs smoothly and everything. And that, but what he just hit on was, was a perfect example of what I've been trying to say to, to some of my, my folk, my friends and uh, folks who get a hold of me all the time asking me questions too is, look, it's not like you just walk right in and, and, and sit back and wait for your box to show up at the door. You got to work. You know, I mean, and that's what it is. I mean, Drew, I mean, it's Drew brought up a great point. Um, 30, 30 hours a week or so on social media alone. Peppy, what, what are your thoughts, man? Oh, my thoughts are, I mean, Drew hit, it, hit the nail on the head. I mean, it's a definitely a two-way street. Two-way street and you do put in a lot of hours. I mean, I don't know how many, I take so many questions. Uh, every day I take questions on different products. Um, somebody will ask me certain things, you know, about certain products. Somebody asked me for information on how they could get certain things on certain products. How could they get, you know, every day. So it, it is. It's like another job. Um, but it's it's like Drew said, it's a two-way street. You know, you help them out. They help you out. It's It's got to be a two-way street. It's just not one thing. It's not just sitting there and what can I get for free? You know, and I'll, you, you, you as well as, you know, as well as me, I have I have some of the sponsors that I have, and not everything's for free. You know, I don't get everything for free. There's there there's a lot of things I pay for and everything. You know what I'm saying? I might get a yeah. discount or something like that, but I still pay for it. And to tell you the truth, even if I didn't get a discount, I will still pay full price for it because I believe in it. That, you know? that right it's, that right there that right there to me is truly the most important part of this entire conversation. You know, if, if you Absolutely. believe it, if you Absolutely. believe in the product, I mean, that's, that's the truth. Yep. Yeah. If you believe in a product and you want to help out the company and, and help to, to push people into using the, look, I'll give you a great example that for me, you know, and, and I catch flack a lot. Trust me. When I tell you, I catch a lot of flack from people all the time on my choice of kayak. Is <laughs> that, that for some reason seems to always be a hot topic. Anytime that I say, oh, I got a new piece of plastic coming, it, it's, the next question is, did you leave Hobie? <laughs> you know, because, yeah, I've made a couple of moves in the industry, and my moves, while not strategically planned, were moves that I felt benefited me for the style of fishing in which I do. And that, that's been from the beginning until where I'm at now, and, you know, I'm, I'm content. There's no place else to go. I'm I'm happy. The, my boats do what they need me, need for me. The boats do what I need them to do for my style of fishing. So, but that's the thing. It's like uh, take take all the pro staffery stuff aside. The first time I ever threw a Slayer Inc. bait, Peppy, how long did it take for you to talk me into throwing one of them things? Uh, it took a while for you to throw one, yeah. And then once you did throw it the first time, that's it. <laughs> I remember yeah. when you got that and, paddle and, and, tail, and, and, when you saw that paddle tail moving in the water, you're like, holy cow. 
<laughs> yeah, that that's that's kind of my point with this is that look, I've 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 jumped on board with a couple of people. I don't first of all, Chris Sensi from Slayer Inc. does not have a pro staff. So if you're listening to the show and you're thinking about how am I gonna go about hooking up with certain brands, whatever, some brands just don't have pro staffs. They they don't have it in the budget, you know, or they just don't even want to mess with it. And I contacted Chris one time after after you gave me a chance to throw one of the baits, and I told you no a million times that I was happy throwing another brand's bait. And uh, I contacted him after throwing it. I told him, man, this bait is freaking amazing. This is one of those baits. For me, the SST was one of those baits that immediately I had confidence in. And I don't care who you are. When you're, when you're fishing – uh, in an area that is as hard to fish as our local area here, Mosquito Lagoon, whatever, throwing throwing a bait you have confidence in is 99% of success. So, you know, I contacted him, said, "Look, man, I love your product. It, you know, it's they're freaking awesome. They're great baits. They swim real well. Whatever. I'm going to help blow you up on on social media. I'm not looking for nothing. I just want to let you know that I appreciate what you're doing as far as the baits are concerned. And now." We can whoever's in, in the inner circle with Sensi, you can expect a two-hour phone call three, four, five times a day, uh, every day <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sometimes. But you know, it, it's cool, and it, it is a two-way streak. I mean, Chris needs a hand when he comes down to do the Florida Pro. We're there to help him out. You know, it, it, it's not it's not even a, a Slayer Inc. thing. It's a fishing tournament that he's helping to put together. We show up and help set the thing up. So it, it's. That's the thing. It's and again too. There's a lot of and, and I'll ask Drew this question. I mean, do you get how many how many times do you get asked the same question of how did you how did you get involved with such and such? Oh yeah, I yeah, get that all the time. Yeah, Drew uh, yeah. probably the same thing. Yeah, people ask you know how do you, how do you get started you know with this? How did you get how did you get involved with this? And I have people ask me. You know, fairly frequently, who's the contact name? Who do I need to contact with this company or that company? Yep. You know, it's a, that's, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm very open to give advice on how to get started or how to put together a, a media package to be able to send to a company and, and, and how to be able to market yourself um, because basically you're, it's a resume that you're sending for a job. But um, that, that is one of the things that, that, that does kind of bother me is when people ask, Who's the contact name? Who should I call? What's the what's the email? What's the phone number? Because you got to understand, just as you know, Scott mentioned earlier, they get emails and telephone calls and resumes and information every single day, and it's almost like you're betray- betraying their trust if you're giving out their phone number, their email, that kind of thing. You know, you know, constantly. That that is one thing that, I, and, and I think Peppy, you know, will agree. You know, if people ask, hey, who do I? Who, where's the phone number? Where's the email? You know, you're kind of putting me in a bad spot when you ask me that kind of information. I can tell you how to do it, but asking me exactly who to contact, you know, that's 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 a tough one. Yeah, yeah, I've got, I've that's got. Right. And, I, and, and in order, and in order for me to recommend somebody, to tell you the truth, for me to recommend somebody with one of my sponsors or something like that, I really got to know the per- person, and I got to know what you're all about and what you do. I just won't do it to for just anybody in the street. You know what I'm saying? I got to know what you're about because if I recommend somebody and that person turns out to be bad or something like that, bad for the manufacturer or something like that, then I'm going to look bad, you know. So I'm real careful about that. I'm sure that's a, that's a, the same thing you're talking about, Drew. I'm real careful about that. Just you know who I recommend, you know. 
Yeah, oh, I've, I've, been, yeah. I've been burnt. I've been burnt a couple of times, actually twice. Uh, I obviously won't mention any names, but I've been, I've been burnt twice where I stood up for somebody and said, yeah, you know, so-and-so contacts me, a manufacturer contacts me and says, hey, so-and-so used you as a reference. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I, I, he's a good dude. He catches fish. He does a pretty decent job on social media, whatever. But um, that's about the extent of what I know. And it turned out that he did absolutely nothing for the brand in which he was supposed to be representing. He more or less sat back and was hoping for freebies. And when they told him, oh, yeah, you get, you know, 40% off of retail, which is basically 10% below wholesale with that particular company, you get 10% below wholesale. He was he, he, he wasn't very happy, and he, he, he pretty much spouted out at the mouth about not getting it for free. So there's definitely people out there that uh, I think don't understand exactly how this all works. Um, and, and, and don't get me wrong. Sometimes in, with manufacturers, as you heard Scott say, there's, there's levels that you can get to to where maybe you, you might get that product for free. Um, you might get uh, a couple of extra goodies sent to you here and there or whatever. But as a general rule, okay, most of the, most of the manufacturers, it seems, give you a decent, uh, decent price break on the product itself. So you may, uh, you may get 10% below wholesale. You might pay straight up wholesale. You might you know, even get a better deal than that. And for me, now being a part of a, of a, of a store, an outfitter store, you know, obviously the discount doesn't really make a, make a difference to me because I can get anything I want at a discount at this point by wholesale, you know, but still representing the brands in which you use and have faith in and, and feel that, feel that drive to want to help them succeed is, is the most important thing. Yeah. You've got to believe, you've got to believe in the product. That's, that's the number one thing. Every opportunity that I've had to, um, represent a product, it's because it was a product that I was already using, I believed in that product, and then I pursued the, you know, the company because I believed in the product and because it was something that I was willing to work towards uh, promoting. Because you know, it's a, it, it, you know, as has been mentioned over and over again, it's a part-time job. You are going to have to take hours out of your day, you're going to have to take sweat off of your brow in order to make this company money in one way or another. It's got to be something you believe in. It's got to be something you're willing to. I mean, basically, when you when you get down to the end of the day, at the end of the year, and you start tallying up the numbers on the time that you've spent, the your own dollars out of your pocket, gas money, or, or you know, or whatever, you're paying this company, you know, in the end of the thing, in order to to promote their product. Because otherwise, you'd be, you know, you're not you're you're working for less than minimum wage. So it's got to be something that you believe in. You're doing it for the love of that particular product. The, the fact that you believe in that product, um, you know, more, more than you're doing it for, you know, getting, getting free stuff. And if it's not something that you believe in, it's not something that you are, are already using anyway. It's not something that is, is organic in your, in your everyday um, uh, fishing. It's, it's just, it's, it's, it's not going to work. You know, it, it'll, it'll end itself really quickly. Either the company or you will, will end that relationship because it's just, one of you is going to say it's just, it's just not worth it. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Go ahead. I'll, I'll tell you another big one. I'll tell you another big thing with pro staffing that you never do, never do. One of the one of the worst things you could ever do is bad mouth any other competition. Oh God, you do yes. Not 
badmouth your competition, any other manufacturers that are out there, when you badmouth another competition, it is the worst thing that you can do for that company you represent and the worst thing that you can do for yourself. I mean, it really is. It's just it's as bad as anything that you can do. I mean, I, well, I, you'll never see me badmouthing any company. I don't care what I think. You know, I might think something about but you'll never catch me badmouthing anything like that. I mean, it just looks bad. It looks really bad. It's not professional. It doesn't. It's not professional for the company you represent. It's not professional for you. It's not. Rep, it's not professional for the industry. Uh, and I've seen people do it, and it's terrible. And I know who they are. As soon as I see the, their name pop up, what goes in my mind? What I saw them say one time. You know what I what I remember remember about that. And I just it gives a bad. You know what I mean? It's just a bad feeling that I get when when I see well, what people a, doing that. What a lot of guys don't understand too is especially in the kayak industry, let's be frank, okay? The kayak industry is in its infant stages of being, you know, what it is. So look back now on flats boats, right? Back when Flip Pallet and the guys got together and built the first Hells Bay out of an aluminum John boat, that was basically where kayak fishing is now, maybe a year or two ahead of that. Got it? So this, this industry truly is so new that, it's so tight knit still all the owners and all the higher ups of all these companies are all buddies. And that's what a lot of folks don't understand. And I've seen it. I've seen it go down where somebody on a local forum running their mouth about another brand gets dropped by the brand that he's currently with because the brand contacted the other brand and said, Hey, what's your guy doing, man? Why is he, why is he burning us right now? And, if you if you ever get a chance to go to a big paddling expo, say something like uh, out, uh, Outdoor Retailer or iCast or a big boat show or something, at the end of the day, right before they close up shop, watch and see where these guys from the, from the kayak booths go. They all end up meeting each other somewhere, and they'll go and they'll have drinks and they'll eat dinner together, and they, they socialize. They're, it, it's such a tight-knit group that once you once you blackball yourself, you're pretty much through. Like honestly, that's right. Once you and, once you and, ruin your reputation, and, you're done. And Chuck, you and I know a few people that have been blackballed. Oh yeah, we we know. Yeah, I, I know and more than a few. It. Yeah, yeah, I know more than a few. And and here's a good example of of, of in my opinion, and I'll get Drew's uh, Drew's uh, um, opinion on this as well. Something not to do is don't Google all of the manufacturers of every rod and reel company you can think of and send each one of them out an email saying, hey, my name is so-and-so. I'd love to work with your company. And do like blanket emails through the entire industry until somebody gives you a shot. That's, as we said before, that's not the way to go about doing any of this. You have, to, you have to truly pick a brand that you're ready to be married to and ready to work for. And, and that's that. That same example was brought to my attention the other day at the shop. I'm sitting there at the shop, and a young guy walks in. Never really noticed him before. I mean, I, I just I didn't know who he was. Comes in, says, hey, man, you, you got a pro staff? And I'm like, do I have a pro staff? Oh, for the store? No, man, I don't have a, I don't have a pro staff. I, I have a couple of ambassadors that, you know, guys that come in to help us out from time to time, whatever, but I don't really have a pro staff. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I really want to get get on board with that pro with pro staffing type thing, man. He's like, you know, any hints? Any hints? <laughs> I'm like, 
uh, yeah, uh, work social media, man. Take a bunch of photos and promote a brand that you really like and just promote and promote. Great example, the dude sitting there in the chat room is Randy English. Randy English has been promoting native watercraft for years, years. And, and Woody one day tells, tells Randy, well, aren't you on the pro staff? And Randy's like, no. <laughs> and he's like, you're kidding me. And he goes, no. He goes, well, do you want to be? He's like, sure. <laughs> but Randy did a great job because Randy's always promoted him because he loves the brand. He loves the, the, the kayaks themselves. So, you know, it's, it's I don't know, man. You, you, I'll give you another great example of, of somebody who, and we'll just throw it out there, somebody who I think does a tremendous job for the brands that he's a part of, and that's, that's Alan. Alan Ryland does probably one of the best jobs that I've seen in a long time for a dude who promotes products in which he uses. He kills a turkey and he promotes the, the turkey kill on, on his, on his fishing sponsorship pages. I mean, you know, it's still, I, I still want to thank Jackson kayaks for letting me kill this turkey. No, not quite that bad, but you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, he does, uh, he does a great job. He, he go, uses social media for what it is. It's a networking tool. So, you know, if he goes out, he has a great day. Or even like when you guys went over to Salty Fly and he fished Salty Fly, you know, the photos of you guys, you know, with your, with your reels and your cash. He did a great yep. job, you know. He put, I mean, as soon as he got back to where he had opportunities to post up on social media, every sponsor was thanked. Props to each sponsor was given. Look what he's done for Waspcam. And, and to me, that's, that's it. That's the same thing Drew does, right? I mean, that's the 30 hours a week we're talking about. Yeah, everybody has their, their, um, their comfort level and what their, what, how, their, uh, how they work well with promoting um, a sponsor's product. Um, social media is actually fairly new you know, to the game, and a lot of companies are trying to figure out how to utilize that, and some are, you know, are ahead of the game and some not quite, you know, not quite, not quite so much. Um, something that Scott mentioned earlier, he talked about the, uh, you got the guys that are, um, with Lawrence that are, you know, the famous, like the, uh, the, the bass, the BASS guys, you got, um, George Corveromo, you know, you've got these guys that are famous, you know, you've got, you've got everything from that all the way down to maybe it's the local pro at the local lake and he knows he's never going to be on TV, but he wants to put in, you know, his time and do what he can. So he's the guy that's, um, that's at every one of the trade shows and he's helping him box stuff up and he's helping set up the tent. You know, he, that's where he's got his, his, his niche, you know, in, in doing that. Um, you know, social media is something that, that I'm trying to utilize Pepe and, and Alan, you know, both fantastic, you know, with that same kind of a thing, because you can reach such a wide variety of, of, of people, a huge, you know, market share. But then you got the guys that are, of course, the tournament pros who are, you know, they're, you're, you're watching, what lures are they, they using? What reels are they using? What did you catch that fish on? They're being watched from tournament to tournament. The everyday guys, you know, who are, who are posting their pictures every single day, and they've got, you know, lure X hanging out of the fish's mouth. That's fantastic. You know, that, that's awesome. I want to mention somebody, and I, I, don't, I, I don't think you guys have mentioned him yet in the show, um, our, um, our two-time uh, uh, tournament uh, rookie this year. Um, he, uh, he, he had a, a difficult time with the IFA tournament um, just a couple of weeks ago, but he did really good in the KFC tournament um, this year, Justin Ritchie. Have you ever been to an event that Justin Ritchie was at 
that he did not have a huge bag of Procure passing it out to everyone. Now, now you don't see Justin on uh, social media talking about Procure all the time, but he's at those events, and he's always got free product, and he's giving it away, and it's always part of the, the captain's buckets and that sort of a thing. That's just one of the examples. You know, social media is not the only way. There are, there are other ways that you can, uh, you know, that you can support your, your manufacturer's products and, and keep them, um, you know, in the, in the, in the hearts and minds of, you know, of, of the public. Um, it's not just social media, although that is, you know, that is huge. That's a quick way that you can make a few posts and reach several thousand people, you know, in, in, a, in, a, in a quick manner. But um, that's not the only way. I mean, there are other, there are other you know, uh, boots on the ground type of ways that you can help, uh, you know, help a sponsor, um, you know, get their, their product out there. Yeah, and Justin, yeah. Justin does a great job. And, and, you know, Justin and I had a, a good long conversation the other day at the shop after hours. And, you know, we're just sitting there just shooting the crap. And, you know, he, he's – He's got the drive. Actually, what a lot of folks don't know about Justin is is the guy straight up wants to work in this industry. I mean, he really, really wants to figure out his space in this industry because he's just uh, he's ate up with it, man, and it's awesome. And that's the kind of fire that a lot of these brands are looking for. That's the kind of like drive that a lot of folks you know want to be a part of. And that's that's the other thing too. Sometimes manufacturers will come to you and and want to partner up with you because they see what you're doing for other brands as well. And, and, and I agree with what Wade said. It's not all social media. Of course, it's not all social media, but I'll give you a good example. Uh, one from my own little, my own little uh, repertoire, I guess. Um, Intova cameras. I got a hold of Intova cameras because quite frankly, I wanted to try something other than a GoPro. I was tired of GoPro constantly switching things up real quick, but that's just me. I'm not bad mouthing them. They, they're without a doubt one of the best products on the planet. I mean, and they do the one of the, if not the best, they do one of the best jobs in marketing, obviously. But for, for again, for me, for my budget, it was just one of those things that I wanted to see if there was another camera that was compatible. And so I contacted Intova, and Intova was was gracious enough to send me out a couple cameras to play with, and the, I asked them again for a few extras for the guys who we fish with all the time, and the. The first thing they said is, do you mind uh, putting some stuff up on social media about us? Right? Do you mind putting us, you know, putting some more social media? So we're trying to really grow that side of our marketing. Cause they, and, they, and they even admitted, we're, we're new at that. We're, we're trying to really kind of build it. So it is important for some of these brands. Like a good example, too, would be like the boondoggle, right? Like who didn't see a post from me about the boondoggle? Um, for cars part. I mean, it, it almost got out of control where I was doing like three, four, five, six, seven posts a day and thanking all different people. But what that did was that gave those folks who were donating, which is the same thing in a sense as what we're talking about now. It gave them a value for what they did for us. Right. Um, and it worked out. It paid out in dividends. A lot of guys, <laughs> a lot of guys, uh, um, a lot of guys end up buying products from these manufacturers that supported the event. And it's just one of those things that it was like, you know, afterwards, after it was all said and done, I got so many thank you emails from the people who supported the boondoggle and, and thanking me for the time I use on social media and everything else. RCI optics is another one, uh, a small company that has a, a, a pretty large online uh, social media presence. Thanks to a couple of, 
really, really talented guides. And, you know, it's, it's, it just, it blossoms, everything, everything helps, you know, every little bit that you can do for somebody helps out. And, and, you know, these manufacturers take notice, you know, and, and trust me when I tell you, they, like I said, at, at trade shows, at rep shows, when reps are getting together and talking, people, sometimes people come up, you know, names come up and, and, and they may start talking about, you know, Hey, you know, Andrew's doing a great job for us down there in Florida. You know, the guy, the guy's on it, you know, and they may say, Oh, well, this guy is like a bump on a log. Hasn't done a thing in, in months, you know? And that's, I don't know. That's kind of the thing for me. It's, it's, I look at it as even when I'm, even when I'm at the shop and I'm trying to sell product, I try to be as sit back and kind of let them buy what they want to buy kind of a thing. I don't want to be, I got to take, I got to take my fishing uh, career away. I got to step that away from the selling side of it because I can't just sell nothing but Slayer Inc. Uh, That wouldn't really work real well for the business. Um, And Ricky Banks, who was in the chat room would probably be pretty mad at me. That's all I did. But you know, it's, it's a fine balance. I think that a lot of folks have to walk in and, that's the thing. Just if you have any questions, comments, or concerns when it comes to, man, you know, I'd really like to get into it and, and I'd like to try and work with a manufacturer, big, smaller, and different. Find, find out somebody who is in your local fishing area, your local fishing club or whatever that's involved with this side of the business and uh, feel free, you know, Hey, ask them. Hey, you know, uh, how hard is it? Or, you know, how did you get started or whatever like that? I don't, I don't mind telling people. I tell people all the time how I got started. I got started on kind of a whim, but you know, I'm with Peppy and I'm with, uh, with Drew when you say that the most important thing is brand loyalty and the fact that you have to promote something that you truly, truly believe in. Um, and, and also, too, here's the other side of the coin, and, and well, I'll ask you guys your opinions on this. If you decide to do this and you take on this role of pro staff, ambassador, uh, sponsor, whatever, you have to watch what you put on social media, on your own social media page. Because you no longer are you just this guy who can post whatever the heck he feels like posting and, and say whatever the heck it is he feels like saying on Facebook or on Twitter, or on any social media. Now you're a representative of a, of, a, of a large company. And if you're posting rubbish all over your page, and it's just nonsense and constant, neg- you know, constant negativity and everything else, these manufacturers are going to see it, and they're going to they're leave you. Would you guys agree? That's right. That's, that's 100%. Yeah, a- absolutely. A- absolutely. Um, it's no different than um, when you're uh, filling out an application or, or res- sending a resume to a big company for, you know, for a job. Um, you know, those companies will, will research you on social media. They're going to check your Facebook page. They're going to check your friends' friends. It's no different when you're, when you're working with, um, uh, you know, with a, a, a pro staff or, or sponsorship type of relationship because whether it's a small company a startup company or somebody as large as, as Hobie or, or Lawrence, a large company, there are people in place to do nothing but manage their, their team, their, the social media, that sort of thing. It, it, it doesn't take much to, to look up your name real quick and see what sort of stuff you, you know, you've been posting. I, I am one of those people who's guilty of, of, ha- of having had to have been called in on the carpet because I, uh, 
I said or posted <laughs> something that, that, that they disagreed with, and, you know, I had to, um, you know, I, I, had to, I had to take a scolding for those things because you are representing, you know, that, that company now. So whatever you post, whatever photos, whatever you say, whatever video, you know, now is, is attached to, you know, oh, hey, he's, you know, he represents company X, so and this is what he says, you know. It, I've had, I, twice I've, I've, been, I've been scolded, and you have to be able to accept that. Um, you know, if you're not, if you feel like, um, you know, you should be able to say and do anything that you want to do, absolutely, go for it. But understand that some companies are not going to, they're not going to appreciate that, and you've got to deal with that as well. If it's not something, you will, the role you're willing to take on, then don't take on, um, uh, you know, the role of, of uh, being a pro staff uh, individual. Yeah, see, we got uh, Rick, Ricky Banks from Banks Lures is in the chat room. And uh, for those of you, real quick, just to give him a, a quick plug, for those of you that don't know uh, Ricky, he Rick is probably considered to be one of the the best snook fishermen local to us. Uh, over the years, the guy has caught more giant snook than I think anyone probably ever has in most of their lifetimes. And, uh, you know, he's a lure maker. He, he makes a lot of uh, uh, hand-turned wood plugs, and he makes uh, – a lot of soft plastics and he just came out with a, a new soft plastic called flats creeper which looks a lot like a like a greenie or a pilchard um awesome awesome uh lures uh great guy wealth of information um but he just said portfolio is very important representation in a professional manner is important as well and uh you know he just took on he just brought on randy english he brought on randy english as a as a uh as a pro staffer and 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 one of the reasons why that he probably got Randy on his radar was after Randy and Wade fished the Adventure Fishing World Championship, he thanked Ricky for the uh, the baits that he made because that's what he caught one of the fish for the tournament on. And that's what I'm talking about, you know. Regardless, you can go out there, you can fish for fun. If you're not a tournament fisherman, you can still do uh, the pro staff type thing. It's not a big deal. I mean, they don't – trust me when I tell you – manufacturers would like to see you fish more tournaments because it gets a little bit more exposure than just typical fishing. But if you're not a tournament guy and you want to get out there and want to get after it, want to do, you know, the pro staffery type thing, that's cool. You can totally do it. Um, and, and again, just, just remember at the end of the day, it's all about that brand. You know, it's not about you, right? Knowing they, it, it, in the grand scheme of things, the relationship has to be a two way street as, as it was discussed earlier, but, Real talk, getting down to it, it's more beneficial for the brand than it should be beneficial for you, and that's the way that you should look at it. And that's the way that I look at it. Um, Peppy, I mean, what else? What else do you think on the on the topic? I mean, um, no, that's pretty much. I mean, uh, you guys pretty much covered it up pretty good. I mean, we covered it up pretty good tonight, as far as this stuff. I mean, it's one of those things. I sort of, I agree. You know, it's one of those things. Um, it's a two-way street, and on top of that, I sort of, I'm in the, I'm in the, I'm sort of in, in on the side that I think you don't just don't become a pro, you know, you don't become a promotional staff for a certain company just out of the blue like that. You know what I'm saying? It's, it, it doesn't happen. It shouldn't happen that way. I, I, I sort of, I'm in the view that you should earn your spot on. You know what I'm saying? You. you, you, you you know, somebody comes up and all of a sudden starts promoting a brand and stuff like that, but the guy, you know, the person really 
just somebody that just came around the corner just yesterday or something like that. You don't know who he is. You don't know who this person is. I think it actually looks a lot better when you see somebody who has a name in the in the industry, sort of has done things out there. People know who he is. And when you see that person promoting something, you look at that product. You actually do. I know certain people promote certain products, and I look at it. And, I, and I, you know, I'll say, ooh, this guy's using this thing? It must really be good. You know, it, it actually, I, that's, I sort of feel that way that you, you sort of should earn your way on in some you know, to do some of this stuff, it takes time. You know what I mean? It's, it takes time. Uh, people get to know you after a while. Remember when Alan first started, Chuck? And Alan first started, yeah. he was, Alan was gung-ho to start, you know, he wanted to do whatever he had to do in order to to get a name out there. Remember that? And, yeah. And we told him, you know, hey, you know, settle down. It'll come. You know what I mean? It'll come. Do your thing little by little, and it'll come. <laughs> well, and, and it, I'll be honest, like, and and Alan and I sometimes talk about this from time to time just because it, it's funny to see the progression in so many different uh, so many different facets for him within this industry as far as, like, look at him, dude. He's got a freaking power pole. Like, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. he, had the, he had the power pole sent to his house. Like, that's pretty awesome, man. Like, I've been trying to get a power pole for, for a few months now and whatever. So... But Alan came to me and you a while ago and was like, look, man, how do I do this? How do I go about doing it? So we both told him, look, this is this is what we did, and it worked, and it works well. And God, if he didn't take off and do exactly what it was that we told him to do, and holy crap, he, he's he's taught me a few things about promotion on social media and, and how to do things. I wish I had I wish I had half the, the knowledge that he has as far as uh, – uh, that side of it, the the uh, the advertising type side of it, because I, I just, you know, I've kind of fallen off the, the 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 face of the earth there for a little while while trying to get the shop up and going and everything else like that. So getting back up on the horse now to start doing more writing and things like that. And that's the other thing too. Look, you want a real easy way to get into it? Start a blog. <laughs> start a blog. Start, right. start writing for a local magazine. Start writing for your local newspaper. You know. Once you get once you get a couple of things published, I mean you pretty you've pretty much set yourself up to I mean in, in some in some respects to be somewhat legit at that point, right? Once a mag, once a magazine will publish your work, um, or once a, a online resource will say, hey, why don't you do some writing for us, or once you do a couple of seminars or whatever. Which, by the way, I'm not sure the date, but we got a seminar coming up uh, about offshore kayak fishing, right? True. Yes, we do. I, I don't remember the date either. Um, it, it's still a, a ways away. I want to think that it's like June. Yeah. May. Yeah. It's after the Bahamas trip. I, I can't remember when. It, it's going to be a good a good event. But do a couple of those types of things, and then uh, you know, folks will start to kind of under you know start to kind of follow your goings on, and that's the other part of it too. Is that you really you really want to kind of try and grow that not following, but you want to kind of try and grow your, your marketing uh, reaches because that, that's, that's what makes you valuable to these manufacturers, you know. And I, for one, like the way that Alan handles stuff a lot better than the five bajillion hashtags. That's just me. Oh. <laughs> when, I see, 
when I see something with like hashtag hashtag, like Randy put it up this earlier tonight on on the uh, on the Facebook. He was like hashtag this hashtag that whatever, just joking around. But when you see that, it's almost like wow, okay, a little over the top, kind of NASCAR like, you know. If you do the individual style, you know, shout outs to your sponsors and kind of go to their web, go to their Facebook page and put a link up to their website and, you know, that kind of thing, like what, a lot like what Alan does or like what Pepe does, um, what Drew has done before. Um, to me, that, it just looks nicer. It looks, it looks better. Um, this hashtag thing's kind of out of control. I mean, that's just me. But I think it has something to do with Twitter. I have no idea. I think if you hashtag something on Twitter, then you can share that on your Facebook page. Uh, I don't know. Randy says it has something to do with tic tac toe. <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, I don't. I don't hashtag either. I don't do that because it's just that's too much for me already. That's that gets ridiculous. I, I I look at them and sometimes I go, do people actually sit there and start thinking of what they can hashtag because I read them and sometimes some of the stuff I read are crazy. And like, why did he just hashtag that? You know, but I don't know how Twitter works, so that's one of those things, man. I just don't know. <laughs> yeah, Dean said it's from Twitter. I don't know. So there you go. <laughs> there. But you know, I mean, so so I guess I guess to kind of wrap it up and kind of put an exclamation point on tonight's show, um, we all started somewhere. You know, I mean, anybody who who has a pro gig or whatever has all started without one. You know, we all had to build up our our own little reputations and whatnot within this industry and kind of try and figure out um, <laughs> uh, figure out exactly which direction we were going to travel and trying to get ourselves out there, whichever way you decided to do it. I mean, yeah, that, that, that's, I don't know, man. Like I say, just, it, I, I'll go back to Pepe's, comment real fast he made the comment about sometimes guys come out of nowhere and it does for me it does sometimes get a little frustrating when you've put in years and years and years and years of work to trying to get to where you're at and then you look turn around the corner and this dude like some dude just like literally just bought his first kayak and all of a sudden he wants to be pro 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 and you're like bro you haven't even put a scratch on the bottom of your kayak yet like that's figure right. it out first before you <laughs> jump in feet first, and, and and I'm not, hey, teach his own, but I'm just I'm just I'm just saying how I feel because we can do that on the show. Well, see, Chuck, I, yeah, I, I'm a little different than uh, than than you and Pepe in this um, in this particular regard. I'm uh, I, I'm 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 not exactly the opposite, but I do I give a lot of leeway to those guys who. Um, you know, who get that free pack of lures or that free this or, or, or you know, manufacturer sends them a, a package in the mail and, you know, these guys want to be promotional staff. I, I give them some leeway, you know, because in all, in all real, reality, most of those companies that are sending out that free stuff, um, you know, it's, it's probably a smaller company, a startup company, or it's a product that's not overly expensive and it's a great way to – um, you know, to, to build not only a, um, a customer for life, because if somebody sends you something for free, you know, you're going to love that product, but they instantly are going to be able to, um, uh, uh, you know, have a little bit of, um, uh, you know, advertising from that. I think it's fantastic. I, I, I think that the new guys coming out who are a pro staff this and a pro staff that, I think that's absolutely fantastic. Those of us 
and maybe it's because I'm an old dog and I've been doing this for, you know, for a long time. Um, with having Scott Fordyce on there tonight, uh, I've been with Laurent since 2004. I've been with Andy Monofilament since 2004. You know, so that's 10 years that I've built relationships with these people, um, you know, and it took a lot of time to build those relationships. But, but maybe I'm just, uh, uh, you know, like I say, the old dog, and I'm sitting back and I'm looking at these young, excited guys, you know, who are, who are new into it or wanting to do something. They're, they're able to use social media. You know, we're, talking, we're kind of making fun of hashtags. Maybe some of these guys know how to use that in a more powerful manner than, than we do. And I think that's good on them. Fantastic. I think that's great. But for those of us, it's kind of like, um, you know, the, the peewee baseball players and the, the, the uh, major league baseball players. We know who we are. We know who they are. There's no sense in us not being, uh, you know, offended by, by these guys who are pro staff this, pro staff that, and they've got stickers all over the place and they're hashtagging everything. I think that's fantastic. Um, if they're able to, maintain that and even if they're you know um you know a, a pro staff jimbo's lures and they get three packs of lures a, a year and they call themselves a pro staff i think that's awesome i think that's great and i hope they do a good job with their manufacturer and if i see them doing a good job and i see them being being good with that manufacturer maybe i will and i've done this in the past send an email to that manufacturer and say hey you know that guy you've got that that you keep sending free lures to the guy's doing a good job. You got, I don't know what your, what your plans are with the relationship, but me as a tournament angler, I see this guy doing a good job for you. You know, um, uh, uh, maybe you ought to spend some more time with him and, you know, and, and help him become, uh, uh, you know, a little more than, than he already is. Um, the ones that I, that I have a problem with, it's not the new guys. The ones that I have a problem with are the guys that have the sour grapes, the haters, the ones who feel they are better, and they deserve more. And why not me? Why am I not the pro staffer? Don't you see how great I am? Look how many fish I caught. Look how many pictures I posted. Look at all my videos on YouTube. How come I'm not a pro staffer? You don't deserve it. I deserve it. Those are the ones that I roll my eyebrows at, and I'm just like, what in the world? You know, really, you know, it, it, you, may, you may have been doing it longer. You may, you know, have more videos than anybody else, but the way you're going about it is, is just sour. It just turns people off. You're not going to be build any customers for that, you know, for that company. Exactly I think that, what I was going to say right now when you said that. That's, that's yeah, it right there. I, I that's say, how, that right there, company look at that, they're going to be like, wait, this guy just wrote that on there? Hell no, he's not coming on my post that. <laughs> I think that's what we, we were trying to get at more so than, than the new guys getting whatever. Because, like, I, I'll give you an, a, another great example, and uh, he's not in the chat room. I don't see him in the chat room tonight, but look at Zach Reese. Zach, Zach Reese, for most folks, Zach Reese is not a household name, and, and nor should it be at this point, but he's getting there because Zach is owning it. He, he just recently fished a tournament against boat anglers, and we're, he didn't even see any press on it. That's the thing that drives me nuts about this industry. Here's a kid who's still in high school that fished a redfish tournament against, uh, against uh, boat anglers and whooped them, beat them all. Won the tournament out of a kayak, and 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 in other in other areas of the, of the of the country, that would be big news. In other facets of this industry, that would be big news because look at it, man. Take it for what it is. You got you got a kid who is still in high school who is doing a great job. He's a part of uh, he's a part of Johnson Outdoors Pro Team, so he fishes uh, out of an Old Town Predator. He helps us out there at the shop. He's working with Grand Slam Baits, a small mom and pops uh, company, up in uh, 
I think they're out of New Smyrna or Oak Hill or somewhere up there. Um, but still, that's what I'm talking about. If you come out, if you come out of the gate and and you are straight legit about the way you handle things, you're a good kid. You get on, you get on social media. You do the right thing. You're not posting a bunch of crap. You're not sour grapes. You're not trying to, you know, hate on anybody. Then I think that uh, that that's it, man. That 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 to me shows professionalism. And at the end of the day. That's what it has to be. It has to be all about being professional. Whether you, whether you're in and around your buddies or whatever the case may be, you should always try and act as professional as possible. Unless, of course, you're at a boondoggle and it gets late and you eat a fence. Sometimes that happens. It happens. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, enough about that. Um, so, uh, yeah, going forward. Listen, it was brought to my attention not long ago that um, Lonnie Reed wanted to do a uh, trash cleanup tournament. And I know that there was a bunch of paperwork associated with said tournament to try and get the permitting and stuff like that. I, I want to get a hold of Lonnie. If anybody's listening tonight, it's good friends with Lonnie. Get a hold of him um, and let him know that we really want to do this thing. We, uh, I'll tell you what, we, I, I talked to Fishing Forward Radio the other the other morning on on uh, 740 The Game local local channel here. You can hear him on iHeart Radio as well. Captain uh, Mike Ortigo, Steve Chapman, and Boudreaux. They had a couple of special guests in the uh, in the uh, studio with them, and I called up real fast and I was like, "Hey, we're thinking about doing this trash cleanup tournament thing." Well. Chris Peterson from Hell's Bay Boatworks and uh, the Mogan man himself uh, have come forward and said that they would be interested in getting involved in said tournament along with the guys from Fishing Ford Radio. So let's try and put this thing together. Let's talk to Lonnie, see if we can't get him back involved again, and we'll host it over at Kayaks by Bo. Um, Again, it would be a trash cleanup tournament. So it's not a tournament with a rod and a reel. It's a tournament with a trash bag. So what you're basically going to do is you're going to go out and you're going to try and gather up as much trash as you possibly can. The person with the most trash wins the event. So the way we'll do that is by clearly looking at how many plastic bags full of trash you have. And if you have the most, then you win. If you have the most unusual item found out of the refuge, you win that. You win a prize for that as well. We haven't decided what the prizes will be. I'm sure the prize packs will be pretty awesome. Um, we'll probably do a big cookout to to follow the event as well. So it would uh, definitely be something to uh, to get involved in if you're interested. Uh, we'll we'll try and find out more information about it as we can. But uh, you know we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, land walker category and kayak category. Well, it's going to be open to everybody. I mean, I don't think we should we should exclude anybody. I think if you want to walk on the – yeah, we'll do that. Well, how about we do this? Why don't we do – well, we'll talk to Lonnie about it. I can't take over his event. But I say that we would do a boat a boat category, a land walker category, and a kayak category. We call it good. I'm sure we can get plenty of uh... – <laughs> yes, Drew, that, that, that would count. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to get plenty of guys that want to get in on this, and I wouldn't want to exclude anybody from it by any any means uh, who'd want to come out and help us out. So with that being said, um, yeah, we'll we'll work on it. 
Uh, I'm going behind public. <laughs> That's messed up, Randy. Um, but to everybody there in the chat room, really appreciate you guys joining us tonight. Thanks for listening to us, as always. Um, you know, we do this thing because we love it. It's a fun little show, and please share it with your friends on Facebook. Tell them about it, you know. Um, we'll get back into talking more fishing uh, next week. I don't think we have anything to cover as far as with special guests uh, next week. I will have coming up soon uh, a gentleman from American Tackle will be joining us to talk about the um, the airwave guide system. So uh, that if for, if you have not thrown if you have not thrown a rod that has airwave guides on it. Um, I suggest you give it a shot. I, I was definitely a doubter for a long time until until I threw, uh, threw a rod with those guides on it. Now I own three of them. So, you know, it's uh, they're pretty sweet. Um, definitely cut down on line slap. And whether or not you get a further cast is up to be debated. But I would do a casting challenge with anybody at any time if they would like to try. So, um with that being said, Drew, why don't you go ahead and uh, thank your sponsors. I appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks for lining up, Scott, for us. That was cool. And uh, hopefully you call us back and, and give us some more information as uh, as the weeks and months progress into the fishing season. Well, as I, as I do um, from time to time when, when we, we do our thanking the sponsors, I usually just choose one sponsor to uh, to thank. And I, I do want to thank Lawrence, and I want to thank Scott for uh, for calling in and, uh, and giving us that information Um Lawrence is um, obviously one of the uh, leaders in electronics in the country, and they're really wanting to take uh, kayak uh, electronics uh, seriously. Partnering with Hobie was, um, you know, was one of those uh, one of those things that they did, and uh, they're working even now to come up with uh, better products that are going to work uh, work better for the growing uh, number of kayak anglers who want to add electronics on their um, uh, on on their kayaks. So uh, keep an eye on Lawrence over the next uh, over the next few months and the next year, and see what uh, what new things they come out with. Fantastic, Drew. I appreciate it, man. And as always, man, you look, I appreciate you keeping it classy. And every time you come on the show, you uh, tell it how it is, but at the same time, you do it in such a way that you don't offend anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that luxury, man. I I, I miss that chapter of school. I, sometimes I'm a little gruff, right, Peppy? Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, yeah. Hey, we're all different people. We're all different ways, you know. I'm like, like you tell me, Chuck, sometimes that we talk about things, and you tell me, man, Peppy, man, that was kind of harsh. I go, man, that's the way it is sometimes. You know, I'm blunt sometimes, man. I'll tell you just the way it is. You know, I don't beat around the bush. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, go ahead, man. Thank you. Thank your uh, your your supporters and sponsors, and uh, and then we'll we'll let you guys get out of here for the evening. Yeah, um, I want to thank Native Watercraft, Aquaman Paddles, Orca Coolers, Harry Goods. Uh, Snaring Lures, Tackle Webs, Hook Coin, Yak Attack, Kayaks by Bill, KBB Outfitters, um, Sea Deck Marine Products, and Tailing Toads. Excellent. And then, uh, of course, for me, uh, huge shout-out to Hobie. Um, I can't ever thank those guys enough. They've, they've done a lot for me over the last uh, year and a half, two years. Um, looking forward to uh, hopefully getting our hands on a Adventure Island to play with for the store here shortly got some big plans for that particular craft if we can get a demo at the shop um alex grichke and i are talking about using it as a mothership in itself to put a couple of uh, pull a couple yeah pull a couple of uh pull a couple of uh outbacks out into the ocean out to the shallow reef and do some bottom fishing but anyhow 
Um, Orca coolers, tackle webs, railblazer, yak gear. Um, of course, like I also think ego nets, ENO, um, bending branches, paddles, slayer ink lures, kayaks by Bo, Tom and Lynn are basically the second parents to me. So if you guys are in the market for kayaks or kayak accessories and products, please give them a call in uh, the downtown district of Titusville. Real adrenaline energy drinks, the stuff that keeps me up late at night, and uh, adventurous custom rods and, of course, Intova cameras. If you're looking for a HD waterproof camera, I would suggest you go at least take a look at the Intova line of cameras. They're built, they're uh, made over in Hawaii, great company, um, great cameras. So with that being said, Drew, appreciate it. Peppy, as always, thank you, sir. Uh, Scott, um, if you listen to this full podcast later, thank you so much for coming on. Rob DeVore. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, my man. And uh, with that being said, listen, God bless everybody. Please be safe out there. Um, Share your uh, fishing stories and adventures with us on the Kayak Fishing Radio Facebook page. Look up Space Coast Kayak Anglers. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns regarding this show or any other shows, feel free to contact me at redfishchuck at hotmail.com. Good night, everybody. God bless. Give me the flat to dawn with plenty of tailing fish. And the perfect fly rod. Yeah. And get ready for some magic. Oh, that's awesome eat, man. I got one. Oh, damn, I got him. I got him. I got him. Join Bonefish and Tarpon Trust. Nice fish. And help make sure that the magic never ends. Visit tarbone.org to find out how you can help. 